Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So uh, this is the first Sunday of Lent. It, it, Lent is the season in the church calendar leading up to Easter. And uh, in the ancient days of the early church, this would be a season where new Christians, new followers of Jesus, would prepare for their baptism. So for the six weeks leading up to Easter, they would push aside the distractions of their life. They would focus in on following Jesus. And then on Easter morning, they would be baptized at sunrise. It sounds pretty cool, right? Uh, but for us now, Lent ends up being a little bit different of a practice. For many of us, uh, Lent with Lent, we, we have kind of a uh, we have an association uh, with restriction and especially fasting and especially maybe giving up food for Lent. And uh, followers of Jesus uh, often use this time, this six weeks, as a season uh, of fasting. Uh, but the truth is that for many of us, we're not very good at fasting. We're not very good at restriction. And uh, because we're not very good at it, I think most of the time during Lent, uh, we just kind of miss the point. And uh, for, for me, and I think maybe for you, this is what I've seen at least, the story uh, a lot of times goes something like this, that, that we decide to give something up. Right? Something. Social media. Uh, some food, we give up chocolate or wine or meat even. Uh, we decide to give something up and then we tell like everyone about it. We tell the people we know at church. Uh, we might post on social media that we're giving up social media. Uh, like we tell as many people as we can that we're participating in this fast. Um, and, then, uh, and then we fail at it. And then all of a sudden we've let Jesus and everyone who looks at our Instagram stories down and uh, we feel bad, and uh, we feel some shame about it. Or, maybe even worse, we succeed, and then we self-congratulate, we pat ourselves on the back a little bit, and somehow a season of restriction, of fasting, has turned into just shame or self-congratulation. Maybe that, congratulation, yeah, congratulation, that's a word. Maybe that sounds familiar to you. That you decide to give something up and either you fail at it, you feel really bad, or you succeed and you pat yourself on the back. And this is meant to be a season where we push away distractions, but somehow the fast itself has become a distraction for us, I think. It's supposed to be a season where we commune with God, where we encounter the presence of God as we prepare for Easter. And so uh, I'm hoping that we can get back to that intentional season of time with God, where we awaken ourselves up to the presence of God, and then through that process, prepare for Easter. And so I, I want you to know that the point of Lent isn't restriction or self-congratulation or shame. The point of Lent is freedom. The point of Lent is uh, preparation. And the point of Lent is encountering the presence of God. And what, what I love about this season is that it is deeply connected to our humanity. It is a human season. And it's not about changing our humanity. It, it, it's not uh, about pushing down the parts of, of us that are human. It's actually about accepting, acknowledging our humanity. Our, our complex and chaotic humanity, our, our miraculous and sometimes mundane 
humanity, uh, the possibilities that are our life and the real limitations we face, that all of that humanity, all that makes up who we are, that that is actually a pathway to encountering God. That we don't have to push that stuff aside to encounter God, that it's actually how we encounter the living and the loving God. And so for the next few weeks during Lent, we're talking about our humanity, all the things that make us us, right? Our, our stories and our beliefs and our practices and our past and our future and the way we dream, what we hope for, all those things that make us human. Uh, we're going to talk about that and talk about how all of those things are a way for us to encounter the loving and the living God, right? We are embracing our full selves, not pushing against it, embracing our humanity. And today I, I had this really deep and honestly kind of complicated uh, Lenten sermon written about how all of that humanity is interconnected and about how God is interconnected. And when we understand these interconnected parts of us, we better understand who God is and encounter him. And uh, I, I think that's kind of interesting, but to be honest, it was uh, uh, kind of intense and um, and uh, I don't think it's the right moment for it. And so uh, after a really hard week, after a really human uh, week, I, I decided I just wanted to share with you two things that I kept reminding myself all week. So instead of giving you a really complicated Lenten sermon, uh, I just wanted to share with you these uh, two things. I just wanna encourage you, okay? So um, your humanity, my, my humanity, our struggles, our limitations, our past, our dreams, our fears, all of that humanity, all of that, that all that makes you, you, isn't just acceptable to God. It's desirable. Here's another way to say it. All that makes you, you, all of your humanity, uh, all that's colliding in you right now isn't just welcomed by God. It's actually invited in. That God desires all of that humanity. He requests it. He wants to encounter all of who you are. When the powerful religious elite, the, the Pharisees, asked Jesus in Matthew 22, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus replies, uh, many of you know this, Jesus replies and he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is quoting the Old Testament here, the, the Shema prayer from Deuteronomy chapter six and then an instruction from Leviticus 19. And when Jesus is asked what is the greatest, like what is the most important thing to do, what is the most important commandment, he says that you should love God with all of your humanity, all those things that make you you. You should love God with your soul, with your identity, with your deep beliefs, with your truest self. That's how you should love God. And he says you should love God with your mind, with your education, with your memories, with your past, with the things you're hoping for. You should love God with your heart. All those feelings and emotions you have, your identity deep down, you should love God with all of who you are, all of your humanity, all that stuff that makes you you. God isn't just welcoming it. He is inviting it in. He desires it. 
And then Jesus says that the second commandment is like the first one. That we should love our neighbor as ourself. Because you should love yourself. Because surely you and I shouldn't hate that which God created and calls good. Our humanity is invited by God. I've been telling myself all week because it has been a human uh, week. It's a week where it was, um, it was difficult it was hard uh, to keep. Uh, it's hard to keep our cool. Hard, hard to make decisions. Uh, maybe you felt like you had a trauma response this week, a little PTSD. It was a human week. It was really hard. And sometimes we think that being Christian means that we have to push against all that humanity or avoid it altogether. But listen to Jesus here. The greatest commandment is that uh, we give God all of our humanity. That we love Him with it that we love them with our mind and our soul and our heart because we should love ourselves. We shouldn't hate that which God created. Our humanity is invited and it's desired by God. Some of us think uh, that we're like a plus one with Jesus, that Jesus gets invited and we're his plus one. But I'm telling you, our name is on the invitation. And if, if you're like me, uh, your humanity may be showing up simply in exhaustion uh, this week, I, I am tired, and I think you may be too. And uh, to be totally honest, it wasn't just this week that made me tired. Uh, it has been a really hard year, to say the least. Like a, a really, really difficult year. And normal life is so much more difficult than it was a year ago. Everything is harder. Parenting is more difficult. Work is more difficult. Church is more difficult. Marriage is more difficult. Getting groceries is more difficult than it was a year ago. Everything is more difficult. And then this week we had power outages and pipe bur pipes burst and uh, no heat. And now we're on a boil notice and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. If you're like me, you're tired. And so all week I've just been reminding myself that Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I got full body chills when I said rest, because can you imagine rest? Rest. And every first century rabbi, all, all the other uh, Jewish teachers in Jesus's day, they had a set of teachings that was unique to them. A set of, uh, of teachings that they wanted their followers to know and learn and then pass along. And that unique set of teachings was called their yoke. And Jesus says, come to me all, who are, all you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take my unique set of teachings, the things that make me a unique teacher. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Hey, Gather, it's been a, a hard week and a hard year, and, and uh, all that humanity, all of who you are, is invited by God. And God is inviting you to participate in a gentle restful set of teachings, a gentle, restful way of life that following Jesus shouldn't make you any more exhausted, but that you should find rest 
in this gentle, loving God and gather for me this week, that has been good news. So as we enter into this season of Lent, acknowledging that each and every part of our humanity was created by God and all of it is loved by God. My prayer for us today is from Psalm 23. Gather, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters. He restores our soul. He guides us along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we should fear no evil. For he is with us. His rod and staff, they comfort us. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil and our cup overflows. Surely his goodness and his mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And we will gather, I believe it, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.